brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to AWAM. Anime was a mistake. I'm your host, Andrew. Join with me. The indomitable, the larger than life. Seriously, he's a large man, Tim. I mean, I'm only about eight foot two, so. I know for, for giants, that's normal. But for us people, yeah, I'm normal. a very short giant. Should I bully you for that? Well, that make no, you feel I'm, better? I, I'm still like well over two feet taller than you. Like I could pick you up and throw you, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, but let's be honest. Bullying is more about the the uh, blind confidence than the reality. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm ex- it's nice. For the last couple episodes we've been recording, I actually set things up. So I come from, we actually, we both come from a live production background when it comes to like audio and video. And I finally set it up so we would like hear like the intro coming in and like the ad music and that kind of stuff. I gotta say, it does make a difference. I think it does too. Especially, I don't know, I, I like this new intro. It's it's a lot of fun. It gives me a good energy coming into an episode. Yeah. Like it, it really, like I used to, when, when I would live stream, my, uh, you know, pre-stream music would just pump me up. Oh man. Wow. You're taking me back. It's been a long time since we've done that. Yeah. It was just like, it, it's like, it. I don't know, at least for me, it like lets me flick a switch to be like, all right, I am the internet personality, not normal me. Yeah. Get you into go mode. I understand that. Tim, are you in go mode? Oh, I'm always in go mode. You know why? Because you wear your Crocs with the little thing and flip back? No, no. It's, uh, Andrew, I've been lying to you this whole time. I'm actually a GoBots fan. I keep that GoBots energy with me all the time. Wow, we're fucking ending this <laughs> podcast. Not just this one, the whole thing. Burning it down. I want no evidence of oh, us ever being friends. A little bit of context for people. Uh, Transformers, honest to God, really was like the basis for our original friendship. Like maybe a little yeah. bit of Gundam and uh, like 
I, I do feel like Gundam and like Outlaw Star and that stuff came in later. Like I think it yeah, started. It, it was one of those things that over we realized we overlapped at the time when we had first met, but did not know that that overlap existed. But yeah, Transformers was where it where it started. And uh, wow, fucking GoBots weren't GoBots actually around before Transformers? Yeah, like it's funny because they genuinely look like a Transformers knockoff. Like they, more they, importantly, they thought a good idea was whenever the Transformers. <laughs> had the Dinobots to introduce the Rock Lords, a.k.a. Transformers that transformed into rocks. <laughs> it, like... Beyond, you know, some just stunningly bad design choices like that, just the just the little stuff. They, it doesn't look at nearly as, like, well-designed. Uh, yes, I was, the, the well-known movie, GoBots, Battle of the Rock Lords. I don't know. GoBots popped in my head because I was actually out and about some antique malls of all places and saw some GoBots merch and had a real good uh, chuckle to myself. Okay, I do genuinely enjoy GoBots merch because it just looks like it's not real. That's like, I was 100% serious about saying like, it looks like a knockoff. Uh, like it, it, oh. it looks like somebody, you know. Guess who was in? I had to go back to the title to remember it. GoBots, Battle of the Rock Lords. Orson Welles? No. Scatman Crothers. No, Peter Cullen. Oh, okay. <laughs> AKA Octopus Prime. That's oh, so funny. That is really funny. Oh, God. But yeah, like, GoBots Go just looked like not real Transformers. Absolutely. But yeah, now that we've really, like, let the world know how we feel about GoBots versus Transformers, uh, you been watching anything? Well, actually, no, Before to stick on GoBots for a minute, uh, <laughs> it was reviewed in White Dwarf, which is a very specific overlap for me. Wait, wait, what? why would White Dwarf reviewed a GoBots the movie? movie? Yeah, GoBots, Battle of the Rock Lords. Was White Dwarf anything, ever anything other than Games Workshop? Um... I know it was more open originally, but I think it was always connected to Games Workshop. <sighs> that just seems like such a weird crossover. Quote, that gormless Hanna-Barbera style of drawing has a certain primitivist charm, I suppose. But 93 minutes? GoBots were last <laughs> year's thing anyway. All mine are broken. I agree, Colin Greenwood. That's right. Say more mean things about GoBots, please. Oh, he's he's won, he's won an Arthur C. Clarke, Arthur C. Clarke Award and was... Uh, a nominee for a Philip K. Dick Award. Oh. Huh. I'm really going deep here. <laughs> also, Laird Malton uh, incorrectly suggested that Transformers the movie was made to cash in on the release of this film, GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. Man, like, after that initial, like, you know, the initial release of Transformers, where maybe you could make an argument that eh, possibly they stole the idea. Beyond that, like, no, I don't think they, I, I don't think there was a real competition there. Also suggesting that uh, Transformers the movie could be made to come out uh, August 8th, 1986, uh, when GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords came out March 21st, 1986. <laughs> I mean, the animation was shit in that movie, but not that shit. Yeah. All right. Now that everyone's gone. Uh, yeah. Now that we can talk. really, now we can talk about whatever we want. Yeah. No, I, I actually have been watching things. You know what I have, uh, I should have found annoying, but have not yet. Mm, me? <laughs> oh, no, no, that ship sailed long oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one's that. I just know I can't get away from you. You know where I live, so. Skull Island. Yeah, I'm kind of stuck with you. Yeah. Um, but no, so have you, I, I don't know, because you. I don't think you've gotten into Mobile Suit Gundam yet, but. Not the new one. I have been seeing the one character, Choo Choo, everywhere. The character's actually called Choo Choo? Yes. I, please, please tell me it's spelled C-H-O-O-C-H-O-O. -O -O. No. Oh, dang it. So it's it's actually like a real name as opposed to Choo Choo. Yeah. Mm. Her, her full name is Choo Terry Pan Lunch. Look, what I really wanted here is, you know the, um... Oh, She's an earthen. An earthen. Earthian instead of Spatian. Earth not in sp Earth Earthnoid and Spacenoid was so much better from the original Gundam. One hundred percent. 
I mean, I will always accept Terran. Everybody's used it because it just works. It sounds all right. It gets the point across. Look, well, you're my all thing a- for Gundam is like you have a Canon one that you've used. That's true. You don't need to change it, especially for Earthian. Earthian. Ugh, my mouth. My mouth feels dirtier saying that than it does saying GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. Well, that's because it's fun to say GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords, and not many people have in their lives said GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. Let alone said GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords multiple times within a few short minutes. Seriously, GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords means nothing to me anymore. Uh, on the other side of the things, GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords is now my everything. I just want to know if it's streaming anywhere. <laughs> I just need to know. So we can watch it for a special episode? Watch what? GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. Oh, good. It has a one star on Rotten Tomatoes with five votes. Oh, my God. Look, Andrew, I think we have to do this now. I kind of want to do this now. Oh, good. TV Guide is is going to tell me where I can stream this. Oh, good. This feels like something that will just be available on YouTube. I was thinking more like you had to, like, kind of go sifting through the Internet's trash to find, like, an old torrent link. And that's the only way to, like, get it off of the Internet. That was my guess, you know. And meanwhile, you, you find, like, several sludgy files before you find the real thing. Yeah, I feel like actually this is going to be shockingly hard to watch. (laughs) I bet in multiple ways. Anyway, uh, moving past GoBots, Battle of the Rock Lords. I do want to talk about Mobile Suit Gundam a little bit. I won't go too far into it because I know you haven't watched any of it yet and uh, don't want to get too spoilery. All I want to say is, one, the people being like, wow, Gundam is really gay now. And I'm here going, Gundam's always been very gay ever since Garma Zabi existed. I mean... Like, one of the big reasons Gundam got a Western audience was people fawning over uh, Garma and Char. Was that a, like canonical confirmed thing or no. just like subtext because I, no, no. I was under the impression it was more of a y- you don't need to read too much into it to kind of get that out of it yeah you are correct it is not as far as i know it's not canonical yeah which i mean there's definitely I, guess, I think it is because i think there's enough there but it is not specifically confirmed which i i don't want to you know defend people's point of view but on that just want to say like you know i I definitely think there is like people have different reactions to well now that it's official i can't ignore it and that bothers me because i'm a bigot uh whereas if it's subtext they just don't read that subtext yeah figuratively um Um, there is not subtext in the witch from mercury (laughs) it is full-on giant letters saying go boss battle of the rock lord (laughs) (laughs) oh god so this episode is not going to be uh, the sixth episode or seventh episode of Trigun. <laughs> this is going to be the first episode of GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. Please, like there will be more than one episode. <laughs> oh, look, Andrew, I there are podcasts out there where people just keep doing like the same movie over and over again. Like th- this yeah, is but the I same. I would not do that. We're, we're to circling. Myself. Like eventually, we're gonna have like some series of life crises. I'm not getting paid enough money to do that. <laughs> that we're going to end up. That that's all we're going every day. We're gonna go into work, uh, nine to five, and we're gonna have to watch GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. The whole series, or just GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords? Uh, I think both, but mostly the movie. Just okay. for context, every once in a while, as a treat, we can watch the the full series. Oh God, this I'm sorry. I should future. actually let you say what you have to about Gundam. No, so well, I mean, so the Witch from Mercury is is definitely very queer in a good way, not like queer baity or anything like that, um, which is cool. But the main thing I want to talk about is, especially with you, because you are my uh, resident Arthurian legend expert. Okay, I mean, nerd. I wouldn't call myself uh, an expert on it, but I. I, I mean, I do got a copy of Bullfinch's Mythology, which got the Mabinogi in it, and I got a copy of Lamorte to Arthur, so I guess close enough. <laughs> so, um, The Witch of Mercury is definitely inspired by Percival's uh, Search for the Grail. Okay. Even down to The Witch from Mercury. Fair. <laughs> 
Uh, also, like, this is not, like, a huge spoiler or anything, but, like, you have, um, what's her name, Suleta coming from, you know, a backwoodsy place where she was uh, kept away from normal society, and her mother did not want her to go into the world, um, but she felt a calling, you know. Yeah. The Percival stuff. And it was just one of those things that when it came to me, I was like, wow, I feel like a fucking idiot, because it is right there in my face. And it took me, like, four episodes. I gotta say, with uh, Arthurian legend and Gundam, like, something with, like, questing knights and all that, like, I actually do think that really is a good fit for... Oh, kind yeah. of the way Gundam universes work. I'm, I'm actually in part thinking of on a, like a very real level here where, you know, you think about knights as being essentially rich professional warriors. Like they have the money to buy all the best gear for themselves. So while they're, you know, in heavy armor, they're fighting well, And the people. supply lines to manage that armor. Yeah, but specifically like when they're fighting, they're very well armed and armored. Compared yeah. to, you know, say like a peasant levy who has a weapon, might have a helmet, but is going to get cut down by, you know, a full knight in real life. Like that is not an even match at all. And that kind of makes me think, uh, you know, like, okay, Gundams really are like head and shoulders above most mobile suits. But you get enough mobile suits on a Gundam, they're still going to eventually drag it down. And like, I, I don't know, almost like the, the knightly... Yeah, that, that just seems to fit real well together. You, you can kind of tell the same stories when somebody in a Gundam is this a superior warrior with better equipment who can do these things. There still is a real threat out from just anybody. Yeah. Uh. Also, I was just looking into who was writing uh, The Witch from Mercury. This might make some sense. The person who wrote Code uh, Geass. Oh, Okay. This show makes a lot more sense now. Also had their hand in some uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena stuff. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, too, from what you've told me. Yep, it's all coming together. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still enjoying that. Um, oh, I'm still watching... Um, God, I still, still mess up uh, the name Yuruse Yatsura. I'm still watching that. I'm not tired of it yet. Say the Lum Show. Mm, no, that that sounds dirty. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying Gundam. Yeah, that's basically all. Oh, I this is not anime, but I watched the Bletch revival with John Hamm. Uh, that was real good. Neat. And then I watched uh, the original movie Fletch with Chevy Chase. That's still good. Um, Fletch lives though. Uh, is oh boy. Um, can't say I've seen that. It travels in some racist tropes. He gets a hmm. he he inherits a plantation in Louisiana. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, so there's uh, that. Yeah. Uh for my end of things. Well actually first I want to ask, have you watched Mob yet? No, I have not. I it's honestly I, I feel like that's gonna be one that I'm just gonna watch once it's done airing. Yeah, as long as you're good at uh, you know, staying away from spoilers. But yeah, Mob is still great, you know. Love Mob. I, I don't have a whole lot to say just because, like, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, and we're probably going to cover it eventually. Bob's amazing. Um, I've also... Well, I mean, he, he has won our award for Bestest Boy basically every year. I mean, I'm not... I, I, I don't think we've even had an award show just because everybody knew he would win Bestest Boy, so there was no point. Yeah. You know, just like, congrats to Mob. Now, now I will say Bestest Boy Group. I guess he also does win Bestest Boy Group. Because uh, yeah. he is part of the Body Improvement Club. Absolutely. Yeah, I, uh... It's not anime. I do have one thing I want I watched that I really want to talk about. So by the time this episode actually goes out, since, you know, we're working with two kind of different time streams here, I think spooky season will be well over. But here in our timeline, it's just ended. And I saw something really neat. Well, a really neat horror movie, I'll say, in a neat way. So I've actually seen... I believe early 1900s, maybe 1920, 1919, uh, silent film Nosferatu before, but I went to see a theater showing with live theater organ accompaniment, which oh, is... that's the best. Uh, so when I saw it before, you know, it's, it was just a silent film. Uh, there was nothing with it. Normally these... These films had a score written out that the organist would... It's a lot of leap motif from what I, I gathered. Because, you know, the organist also talked about doing accompaniment. So, yeah, improv off of leap motif, time to the movie. And it was just such a 
completely different experience than just watching the movie without sound. So much better. Extremely interesting. Also, something like that does benefit just from being in the like live music in the space. Yeah. As well, which I think is worth mentioning. Like it, I haven't seen this, but I, I've I've done kind of a similar thing, and just the way it is filled with sound, even in the way that like modern theaters don't. Oh, and I mean, like I am a sucker for like I mean, pretty much like, church organs, theater organs, jazz organ. I don't care. I like them all. Um, just put Black me in market a, organs. Yeah, exactly. Put me in a room with good acoustics where I'm just going to get like slammed in the face with organ sound. I love it. So like, you know, seeing a live organ performance was, it was really great. Just that by itself was great. But with the movie, it was a really unique experience and it was something worth seeing. So, you know, everybody out there, if you got a theater anywhere near you that shows like old movies, does like kind of does the more community focused stuff, I'd say like this events like this, it, to look into it. Trying to, you know, support your local places that do neat things. Support the arts, I guess. Yeah, support the arts, man. Yeah, man. Or whatever you identify as. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, gender neutral, man. Yeah. Man as in dude. As in gender neutral dude. <laughs> as in bra. Bra. Yeah. Just wanted to share that because oh, I thought it was a really neat thing. No, yeah, that's something that like we don't like. So that stuff just like doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah. I mean, one last detail. Just funny little thing you know with this theater organ it's got i mean what like flutes clarinets like it's it's basically got pipes with reeds in it it's got normal pipes and there's like chimes and drums and stuff so you know there's a little bit in the movie where a guy's beating on a snare drum and they the guy playing the organ times it so the snare drum on the uh the theater organ t- like syncs up perfectly with the movie you know little details like that neat stuff you didn't even know they did but part of the art of it yeah when it's what well, i i love all those kind of jobs that like took a real art but have uh rightly or wrongly been rendered obsolete yeah i mean i'm glad there's still at least a few people doing it and you know i i hope it does continue to be something there's at least like a, a small community of professional artists sticking with because it, sure. it would be sad to lose that as an art form yeah and recordings just don't do it justice yeah yeah should we get on to our main show If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, I want to talk about um, the best way I can put put it is like I feel like the narrative flow in these episodes is starting to get a little lumpy. You getting little clumps? Well, yeah, like I thought nineteen wasn't bad, but it just felt like it was dragging. Yeah, maybe did go on like like I I guess we're at the point where we're still getting a lot of monster of the week, but it's part of the the main plot. So to like this episode just sort of introduces another one of the gung-ho guns but besides that it's it's just a completely one-off separated episode which I, I think feels a little bit weird when we're getting into the groove of getting on with the main narrative yeah and it's not like a, a non-plot heavy monster of the week episode is a break from what's been going on because it's all been monster of the week like yeah. all of them and it's, and like i think my desire to see the end is is carrying me through the plot monsters of the week and i'm like kind of still okay with those for the most part but but like, oh man, when it's something like this, I'm just like, okay, I've had my fill. Yeah, this this felt like a lot of stuff that we've kind of already seen before. I mean, I do like the way that it sets up 
20 and 21. We get to see a little bit of Leonoff's main puppet, cowboy looking guy. Yeah. And we were hearing about the hurricane coming in or typhoon coming in. So I, I like those bits about it, but everything else is like, well, we've we've kind of seen this already. Like, yeah, we know like, you know, Vash is going to beg people to make hard decisions like don't actually take you know revenge when you can maybe that's not a good thing yeah also you mentioned a typhoon the one thing that i couldn't get past this whole th- this whole time so okay this is a desert planet they oh, keep good mentioning point. it as a typhoon and i'm like either they just decide to use the word typhoon or they're near water i think it's that they just use the word typhoon which is really frustrating mm. when we have tornadoes call it a sandstorm or something i don't know like, I, I get, like, the actual storm they showed was not a tornado. And, you know, there's definitely a big size differential, which kind of makes sense with the, the joke about them uh, tracking Vash on the on the satellite yeah. while they're actually watching the storm. Which, actually, yeah, I, I thought that was a good joke. Um, oh, yeah, can we talk about how apparently they, they have fucking satellites? I don't think that's surprising, actually. I, I, I think it's even less surprising when you factor in that there's, like, People fighting over control of this, you know, old tech as opposed to building and putting them up. I mean, yes, but like you'd be being hush hush that you have a satellite. You wouldn't be saying, hey, I have a satellite. I mean, I feel like there are certain cases where that could be true and other cases where that would be extremely difficult. Like, especially say, you know, let's assume this town like their big thing is using the satellite for more commercial purposes, monitoring monitoring weather uh, as opposed to like that's true. Say intelligence gathering, but like I, I don't know. It was for whatever reason, just the way that they've really portrayed the majority of the series being pretty low tech until you're kind of around people like Vosh and Knives and stuff. I was just kind of like, really. But I think also some of it's just like I don't know. I was th- this this episode was dragging for me already, and then me. <laughs> Being like, what, you have satellites now? (sighs) That's fair. Oh, also, can we talk about how sweaty everyone was in this episode? Everyone was very sweaty in this episode. Especially the the guy who didn't take revenge. Yeah, I agree. Also, I did really like how this all was happening over loudspeaker. That was kind of a fun way to frame it. Yeah. Although, okay, I wanted to ask you this, because I was trying to think of this and couldn't think. Is this the first time, like, the cavalry's been mentioned? I don't actually think so. I think they have mentioned the cavalry times. I don't think we've actually seen them ever really do anything... Yeah, like anything at all, let alone anything useful. But I think they have actually mentioned the cavalry before. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, should we talk about Leonoff? I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to say about him besides, I mean, he uses puppets and, uh, yeah, he's going to be important in 2021. Well, he's a, he's someone who controls puppets with an elaborate string system over 10 kilometers long and thin enough to be nearly invisible. He also u- uses this in combination with special f- spheres that can form subtle illusions. Illusions? But no, his, his like manga background is wild. Like, so beyond his powers, does he have like a crazy backstory or something? He knew Vosh during his childhood. He oh. was in love with a girl named Isabel, who eventually died. And is implied he became obsessed with his puppet making to mend his broken spirit. Okay, I, I'm kind of sad we didn't get more of that, though. Just, I don't know, like, I kind of love a Pygmalion story, you know, especially when it goes even crazier. I, I don't know, that, that's kind of what I'm getting here. Like, oh, the woman you love died, so now you got to make a bunch of crazy puppets to, to mend your heart. <laughs> Yeah, and well, and more happens also in the in the manga, and like Vash at one point tries to save him, and it's a whole thing. Um, huh. But we get none of that in the anime. We just kind of get him fighting uh, Vash and uh, yes, and Wolfwood. Can we talk about the abomination that is the cross gun? Uh, I like it better now that it has that we got to see the rocket launcher. It doesn't make any sense if that's what you want to know. No, I do like the idea of like each each segment being a different gun for me it's mostly he reloads by just like shouldering it and doing like basically a light gun game reload yes but he also did reload once i believe by cocking the machine gun (laughs) yes which uh i'll just keep it simple that it didn't make sense obviously not (laughs) i don't want to say obviously not because to be fair firearms are fairly like you know at least modern ones fairly complicated things and you know not everybody knows what's going on there or cares but it's like uh yeah not everything reloads by cocking (laughs) 
But yeah, I mean, it is silly. Uh, I also think his cross briefly changed dimensions early on in episode 20. I think the uh, the, the crossbar, that's what you would call it, the, uh, the horizontal one. Uh, got a bit smaller to fit through some doors. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's a magic cross gun. Yeah. Also, I I was I was looking up something about the cross gun and came across. I totally forgot this. Do you know the planet that this is on? This this whole tale happens on. Have they given it a name? Yes. Is it have anything to do with why there's a whole bunch of month cities? No. Okay. It is named after a popular U.S. television show in the 50s. <laughs> Welcome to Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> no, Gunsmoke. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense. Actually. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm going to fact check myself real quick. Yeah, yeah 55. That. Wow, 1955 to 1975. Jesus. Wow, popular. I mean, I guess I already knew that, you know. Yeah. But you yeah, still no. walk in- I was going to say, you can walk into pretty much any like uh, retirement home nowadays and still find somebody watching Gunsmoke. Yeah. So I guess let's let's talk 2021 were bangers. 100%. Real good. Um, also, uh, at the beginning of uh, 20, I believe, I wanted to point out, remember how I was saying that there were Baja bugs for cars yes. uh, earlier? They also then are driving a VW thing, which, yes, that is the name of a car. <laughs> pretty good name but someone had to have liked uh vws because almost all the cars i can recognize are vws yeah let's see uh the volkswagen type 181 otherwise known as the kurwagen uh the trekker the thing the safari or the peschiaccia they they marketed it as a convertible so you could use it for alfresco driving I mean, I kind of, looking at it, yeah, I see why you would use a a design like that, though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, especially, Uh, yeah, if somebody, if you're already, like, real into VWs and you're just trying to sneak them into the, you know, into the show... It's like, oh, there's a there's a pretty unique one to throw in. Yeah, and they were like very popular in like California as like um, beach crawlers and stuff. So makes sense. But yeah, um, the tracker bit was fun. <laughs> it's fun. A lot of good cat gags. Uh, yeah. Bring that up because, you know, the tracker was a cat gag. Uh, also, I, I paused to confirm when Millie and Meryl first step out into the typhoon and things are getting blown past the building. One of the things, it's mostly yep. empty cans, but there is also a cat. Uh, the cat makes its way into the, the flying city. Keep your eyes open for the cat, guys. It's real good. The cat is actually the true villain. <laughs> so sometimes I wonder. I mean, if you've ever seen a cat when it catches a mouse. Oh, they're pretty mean. Yeah, about. they're cruel. I, I, I love the dull, uh, you know, like, oh my gosh, Fash is a cat jokes. Yeah. Also, I love the Brad Jessica thing. I love Brad in general. I mean, I spent most of the episode going, wow, Brad sucks. Okay, maybe he's okay. No, Brad sucks. I think personally, I, I think they intentionally set it up so that Brad would kind of low-key remind the viewers of, I'm trying to think of his name, but the, uh, the really shitty guy on the original spaceship who wanted oh, to kill yeah, Vash and I Knives. I think so, too. Like, he looks a lot like him. Immediately can't, you know, stand Vash for being something not human. Like, I think we're supposed to think of him and be like, this is going to be a bad guy. But instead, we get a miniature uh, redemption arc that is really well done. And very sad. Yeah. Well, and I want to point out, like, okay, so a trope is redemption through death. You know, you, you sacrifice yourself for you, to, to find a bit of redemption at the end of it all. Uh, that's not what happened here. Like, I, I think he fully, like, the second he decided he was going to help Vash, he had already kind of redeemed himself. Because, I mean, like, most of what he had done up to that point was kind of just be an asshole. You know, when, when he, he, when he like, like, it wasn't like Brad was bad. Brad was just had a different view on things and also really liked Jessica and Jessica really liked Vash. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I think we were expecting somebody much worse because of, you know, him looking like somebody much worse. And instead, we we got somebody who listened to Reese and turned out to be a good guy. And then after, you know, he's done his little miniature redemption arc from going from being kind of a bit of an asshole with reasons to a reliable good guy you like. Yeah, then he gets gunned down. And it is yeah. really sad. Like, y- you do feel it. And I think it is very impressive within the span of two character or two episodes, take a side character and make you feel something. They 
get killed. Yeah, I was I like like all of my notes are just wow. I knew Brad sucked, but like, damn, Brad, you suck. <laughs> and then it's just like, damn, I can't believe Brad's dead. Yeah. Like, it really was, uh, it was really good. Also, there was something really sad about Jessica. And like, all, and I think she, and to a lesser extent, Brad, uh, during his suckage era, they really reminded you just how sheltered all those people were. And like, yeah. I do think there's a real conversation there of like, yeah, in some ways they had, life better on the ship but like you know are they really living versus existing and all that you know all of that philosophical debate that um if we have that um this podcast episode will be forever i mean i personally you know keep that debate real short i don't i don't think there's any reason to really i don't personally judge it as like well they're just existing like you know i think wherever you're at you know you can have a a worthwhile no, existence. I, it's just got to be worthwhile to, you know, you yourself. Well, I, I mean more like they are living fundamentally different lives than mm, than those. Else. Yeah. But in some ways, it's like recognizing the parallels and, and, yeah. and all that. Also, I did really like how the little segment with Brad whenever he has his gun on Wolfwood. I really hope they did this design just so they could use the laser sight for this scene where it is bouncing around and you like it's so effective to tell you that Brad has actually never done anything like that in his life. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I guess, like, we d- we definitely saw, yeah, that design earlier when, you know, back in the, the flashbacks to the original ship uh, before they crash-landed. I, I don't... I, I think they did do something similar, actually, in the scene where Rem was uh, yeah. walking towards the, the... I don't remember the guy's name. Not important enough. The guy who got spaced. Doesn't matter, yeah. Spaceman. But yeah, no, it is, it is a really good... Uh, it is a really good design. Oh, speaking of, of guns, uh, I did want to point out. I think it's Vosh's good, new arm. Good that they established that. Uh, well, like you know, we we've seen him lugging around a hand cannon and firing it willy nilly, and you know, never worrying about the recoil before. And the fact that you know they they go out of their way to point out like, wow, look, even Vosh has trouble with the recoil on this to show that uh, while it just kind of looks like a submachine gun, I'd say. I mean, it's apparently something else because it's throwing him back and it's shooting holes through like metal floors and <laughs> yeah. Like I guess they wanted a a a super powered gun that looked like a machine gun, but like yeah, you can't really shoot through a floor with that. So I think it, it's good that they established like, well, this is what it does. We wanted it to be super powerful, so it is. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, um, I like that it still is his hand holding a trigger. You gotta. Too much fun. Yeah. Also, I liked when he made the, like, shortcut. That was another thing to kind of let us know that, like, oh, this thing is powered up. Yeah. Because you see how thick those floors were. Absolutely. Oh, I was trying to research uh, red geraniums as um, determination, and I couldn't find anything, but we've talked before about how flower meanings, basically every flower means everything somewhere. Yeah, I had the exact same thought where I thought about looking it up, and I thought of that exactly, where it's just like, the language of flowers is it's almost more personal than anything else yeah i think you're gonna find like more consistency in horoscope uh readings <laughs> truly oh i did really like an out of time i want to talk about how we find out why legato has been doing things and normally i would complain about what clearly is the big bad not being around until the end little bit but i appreciate that they actually give us a reason okay um I want to know if I missed something here. Do we actually get a personal reason or do we just know that he's working for knives? I mean, we see knives uh, upside down in like what looks almost like a back to tank. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure we were on the same page that we would. Yeah. I like, yeah, yeah. We got the, oh yeah. Knives is actually alive. Sort of. Uh, But we see that he's clearly out of commission in that sense. Yeah, I just wanted to know if there was a hint towards, like, what Legato's deal is. Like, a a more personal why. No. Which I I don't believe so. I would love for a lot of these characters, because I don't think Knives seems very shy about the fact that he, A, wants to kill all humans, and B, just wants to torment this one dude. Well, I mean, Legato's just kind of a nihilist. I think I think he gets off on it. That's my guess. He looks like he's enjoying this all way too much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he absolutely is. But I guess, should we talk about Bla- uh, Beyblade Man and uh, rip off Sentinel? I mean, at least a bit. 
I'd, I'd say they're probably the, the two less interesting gung-ho guns out of uh, the three of them in this, these episodes. Yeah. I do like that Hopper the Gauntlet basically goes, do you think I would let them turn me into this if I was normal? <laughs> so true. And I mean, I do kind of, in, like, I, I enjoy the goofy designs. Like, in some ways, like, I, yeah, I don't think I took Hopper the Gauntlet as seriously as they wanted to. Like, he perhaps gave Vash a bigger beating than any of the other gung-ho guns so far. But, like, at the same time, like, I don't know. I just found him goofy. I mean, the man is just a giant top. Would you like to know in the manga uh, why he joins the gung-ho guns? Yes, I absolutely would. He was a cripple living in July, taking care of a mutant blind woman. The woman was killed in the destruction of July, leading Hopper to seek revenge on Vosh the Stampede. Okay, so, uh, I mean, that's not a bad backstory. I still don't, uh... And I don't know how you end up as a human top. (laughs) (sighs) I I don't... Um, yeah, I mean, also with uh, Grey the Nine Lives, I do feel like it's pretty obvious from the get-go, like, oh, that's not a... that's not a person. Like... No. That's probably a robot. Turns out it's a robot. This is one that was changed from the manga. I could have used, like, a little bit better of a setup for, like... like, I don't know, Grey gets covered in... Acidic gas? Something. It's something, and it melts the fake skin off. And yeah, I, I don't know. It, did, it didn't make a whole lot of sense how we got from like A to B with like, well, you shot somewhere, and now there's like an acid gas smelting his skin. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I could have used a little bit more setup there with, oh, you entered the acid vat room. I don't know. Yeah. You, you, entered, you entered the big battery banks. There we go. There's a reason to have giant tanks of acid around sure yeah we'll go with it i don't know do you something want to know there. what what gray the nine lives was in in the manga yes 100 percent. i th- i think it's better but i'm not sure so in the manga wolfwood tangles with gray separately from what happens in this episode and we find out that gray is actually formed from nine dwarves controlling a biomechanical suit from the inside allowing them to keep fighting until all nine are dead hmm now, when we say dwarves, are, 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 we, um, are we talking about actual people or are we talking at this point about magical creatures? I think, I think it's probably um, people. Okay, I guess It's that, unclear. I mean, I, I suppose yeah. we've really only seen humans and whatever Vash and Knives are. I mean, plus robots. So, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sorry. I, like, I, I believe the most popular term is little people. I, I could be wrong here. But, you know, I know... Yeah. Yeah, dwarves... Yeah, correct is, us if we are wrong. Please, please do. I, I just... I know dwarves is another term often used. Well, yeah, and it's like, I have... With this being written in the 90s, it could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I don't think there's a lot of, like, I don't know, other sentient creatures going around, but I don't know. Anything could be going on in the manga. Yeah, I really have no idea. I'm, I'm actually really interested in the manga now, especially with, you know... The extra bits about the gung-ho guns. The manga seems to, like, backfill a lot of the stuff that would be cool to have some some background on. But also, can we talk about the the, the bulb plants we actually uh, see inside? And there seems to be, like, a plant person? Oh, I didn't take them to necessarily be plant, but I guess that makes sense with some of the things we've heard before. Well, I mean, it was literally, like, a flower. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was mostly concentrating on the person part of it, trying to figure out what I was looking at with the what the different eyes and all that. Well, I just also was like, oh, they call them plants. They're powered oh. by plants. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, Brad mentions a few times, like, people outside of time. And I think it's intentionally vague whether he's talking about the person in the plant or Vash. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like there's a pretty, if not 100% chance, like, there's a pretty good chance that, like, oh, yeah, now, now we get to see what uh, what Vash and Knives are. That, they, you know, they're yeah. apparently whatever is powering these amazing miraculous plants though i think very clearly there is something different about like knives and vosh versus the plants in the plants i think so too yeah almost like that they're on like i don't know another side a different dimension maybe you know that you can kind of see there's there's something there yeah that that we do not have the information on yet also man that ship falling was real graceful yeah i mean i'd I'd like to think that something we just weren't privy to was like they did we're doing everything to slow to descent and we're figuring on trying to have an easy crash even as they were trying to get it to pick up again 
we can only hope. Yeah, you know, that's that's my headcanon. It's, it's, it landed like that because a lot of people tried really hard. And also Vash got it to, you know, pick itself up for a little bit. Yeah. Also, 22 was a real letdown after these last two episodes. Yeah, I mean... It wasn't bad. There were some cool stuff inside, but like... Eh. Like, yeah, 20 and 21, like, they got layers. Like, if you took Brad out of them, per se, you know, I think you'd still have some two pretty dang good episodes. But, you know, then you add in a whole, like, you know, subplot there with a carrot, like a... A character who becomes important for a little bit. Like, little details like that, like, I, I think really did out of 22. Yeah, I mean, maybe not, like, on the same level as 21, but, yeah, I, I'd like to, to see something that feels a bit more plot and character driven, like 21 and uh, 20 and 21. Yeah, I think we're just hitting the natural point where you can't keep doing Monster of the Week and just have that carry you through. Like, I mean, I guess 22 also does a good job of, like, making us really think about how much pain Vosh has seen in his lifetime. Uh, I, just, I like, mean, the I amount think... amount of time. And 21 brings that up towards the end, too, to try to set the stage. Yeah. You know, I, I do think that part was well done. Also, again, going back to my glasses um, theory, there was some glasses on and off uh, in 21 and 20, uh, 20 and 21, and then 22, he's like kind of back to normal old Vosh when he takes the glasses off. Yeah. We also get to see the jazz pervert again. I mean, we got to see a little bit of the jazz pervert in uh, 20, I think. Did we? Maybe. Like, you get to see him for like half a second before it goes to Legato and Knives, I think. And there's a bit of a, you know... A little that bit of a, like a saxophone sting. Oh, can we also talk about how they totally ripped off sandworms from Dune? Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, I feel like, like that's almost so nakedly. I kind of feel like that's almost fair game. Uh, I, I think about, you know, OK, uh, let's talk about fantasy dwarves again. You know, like Tolkien really established things like fantasy yeah. dwarves and elves. I'd say other people actually did more work towards, like, establishing the, the biggest tropes around, like, orcs. Though, you know, Tolkien also gets some credit there. And yeah, people nakedly steal Tolkien's idea for dwarves and elves all the time. And it's like, you know, I don't necessarily mind that. Like, sometimes you do something so well, it's kind of like, that's just part of the landscape of the yeah. genre. Giant sandworms? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I, like, you got a desert planet and you want to have a giant sandworm for a little bit? I might with that. <laughs> Kind of yeah. like if your fantasy series wants to have elves and dwarves, is it the most creative decision? Hell no. You know, you are just straight up copying somebody else's work, but I don't know. It's enough of the, it's enough of a thing in the genre that I feel all right about it. Yeah. Um, oh, can we talk about the moment when the kid peed himself? Yeah, I mean, that is, that was, that was pretty raw. Yeah, like it really, and, and like that's really a lot of what this show is, is just like having these raw emotional moments that you're like, damn, okay, that really hits home right now. Man, that was one of them. Absolutely. And it was just really good. I, I really do love what this show does kind of with the tone. It definitely can be dark and, you know, almost brooding. But then we get a lot of, you know, Vash being a goofball and trying to kind of keep everybody's spirits up. The viewer himself, his companions. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they, the tone was very intentional and I do like what they did with that. <sighs> and to Zazie, another uh, person who is just, I mean, one, looks amazing. That design is so fun. And we get nothing out of them. And <laughs> the manga has a way cooler thing again. I mean... Okay, I can't be too upset, though, just because I really am enjoying the show and hearing the manga has so much more really does make me want to pick it up at some point. Zazie the Beast in the manga is actually a legion of insects that were original inhabitants of the planet. The first being they ever meet as knives. Hmm. Yeah, okay. That is interesting. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could see how... Yeah, a lot of these backstories, especially with how many gung-ho guns there are, how many episodes of the show there are, it makes sense why you can't flesh them out too much as characters. You need to get right to uh, killing them. But yeah, well, and also I think it would like I think they kept a lot of like Wolfwood calling them demons, but like they're not act like it seems like in the manga for the most part they were demons basically. They they at least like straddled a line where you know a lot of them it's questionable whether they're human or not. And also like I hate to put this way, but can you kill them? Maybe. Maybe. Um, which uh, Wolfwood kills uh, Zazie. He's at his wits end. Uh, the bros are 
fighting and Wolfwood leaves and we see another cross guy. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, that'll be uh, for next week to find out what's going on there. Yes. Also, I just want to point out, uh, I was looking up Legato earlier and didn't get to this point. Apparently, in the uh, Legato was originally a nameless sex slave in the manga. Hmm. Okay. And the first line of talking about him in the anime, the anime shows Legato in a less sympathetic light. Yeah, I mean, we don't really see any backstory for him in the so far in the anime. Yeah. But yeah, I... <sighs> I struggle with, so this show is, you know, we did four episodes this week and we're doing four episodes next week, I think. Or is it just three? I don't remember. I believe it's four. But like, this is one of those classic things that I just go, I don't need 26 episodes. Like, I'm enjoying this. I also like, and it's getting a little old, man. I'm excited for this to be our last, uh, our last watch and an episode. I mean, I get that. I can't say I'm actually tired of it yet. Like... I, I mean, I I'm think, still enjoying myself. I'm not tired of it in the way that I'm, like, over it. But it's getting there. It, it's feeling like it's time for it to finish. I can agree with that. Like, I, I am ready to get to the finale, the climax of it all. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll be there quite soon. Yeah, and then after that, uh, if you remember, we're taking two weeks off, and then we have uh, we are putting out a guest episode with, for uh, Gourmet Girl Graffiti. I, I, I've mixed it up so much, I cannot actually tell you. Gourmet Girl Graffiti. I've mixed those words up so many times. Um, we're doing all 12 episodes of that for a guest episode on the on December 15th. And then uh, on the 22nd, we are doing Tokyo Godfathers. And then we're doing Vampire Night. Yeah, it's going to be one. a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then after that, we're going to do GoBots uh, Battle Against the Rock Lords. No, that's just what we're going to threaten to do at any time, <laughs> is to watch GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. God, this is going to keep happening, isn't it? And it's going to be mostly my fault. I'm just, I don't know. I'm, no, I, I feel like we need to also say that uh, we are not sponsored by GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. We are not sponsored by GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. We just happen to be, perhaps... The biggest fans of that movie uh, in existence. Might there even are be fans true. of this movie? Uh, yes, us. I don't know. This I, movie had three directors. Look, Andrew, I am pretty sure we are this movie's biggest fans, right? And uh, neither of us have seen it. <laughs> but I think that's a big part of why we're its, its biggest fans. But yeah, Possibly. join us next week for our GoBots podcast. Till next time. Well, so uh, if you want some hot, hot uh, GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords uh, content, because I will be tracking this down and watching it, uh, on Twitter, I am at Andrew Sisson. Tim is at Gimme Those Boots. The podcast is at AWAM underscore POD. Same thing as the Instagram, AWAM underscore POD. We have a website, uh, AWAM.pizza, that links to every, it links out to everything. Um, obviously, you've found us and have been listening. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, now we can go. Yeah. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.